All right, guys, welcome back to the Feel Good Parenthood podcast. You have got me, Courtney, joining you today, and I have a very dusty stiff <laughs> who's drinking yeah. her Gatorade. She's drinking Gatorade and just trying to trying to survive the day. <laughs> Good times. It's, um, yeah, it's definitely a whole new ball game when there are little people involved and my husband was working all morning, so I was literally solo parenting, just like, I want to die. Why but you did not organize I, that one very well? I didn't, no. It was terribly, terribly lined up. Mm, oh, well, you know, it's been a good night when you're like, I'm never drinking again. 100%. And you wait a few years and you go back and you do it again. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> it's easy to say it, but you always forget. You're like, no, it'll be fine this time. I'll definitely keep on top of the waters. And then it's like, um. <laughs> Not going to happen. Well, it's- anyway, let's get into it. <laughs> Today's episode, we are going to be chatting through four steps to manage misbehavior. And I guess the first thing that I wanted to say um, with this one is that please don't attempt to tackle every single behavior that is shitting you with one big like foul swoop because it's going to be way too overwhelming for yourself to keep on top of that. You're going to have to be switched on 100% of the time and it's not going to happen. And -hmm. it's also going to be way too much for your child. Okay. So keep it really, really freaking simple. You just want to do things quite slowly and get some kind of encouragement behind yourself and a bit of confidence as well um, before kind of getting into it. So we'll just hit... um, Step one, and Steph, you just chime on in when you've got something that you feel like you can. Totally. <laughs> I feel like someone should have done this to me last night. <laughs> Step one, don't put the drink down. Yes. <laughs> Step two, I get in the freaking car and go home. <laughs> I'm not that friend, Steph, just so you know. I'm the encourager. I'm the one pouring oh. the drinks a little bit too. Yeah, I, I, can, so. I, can, I can see that. Yeah. 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 yeah, I'm really looking forward to when we get together, the three of us. <laughs> no, I am, but I'm also terrified. <laughs> yeah, me too. Uh, no, I'm not, I'm not terrified. <laughs> Throw me in. I'm in. Put me in, coach. I'm good. <laughs> anyway, okay. Step, 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 step one. Okay, so what behavioral situation is actually currently driving you up the wall? Okay, so usually, um, you know, when I'm working with my clients, the big things are those hitting, kicking, biting mm. kind of behaviors. Mm. They're the doozies. They're the things that we really, are pretty much a non-negotiable in I would say 99% of households right that's a very specific statistic and very accurate you get what I mean (laughs) um so if it's this kicking if it's the screaming if it's the biting if it's transitions um you know getting into another car or moving away from a preferred activity whatever just pick one thing okay Mm. just pick one thing once you've decided what that thing is then you've got to get really curious about the why. So this is your step two now, okay? Um, I can use multiple examples, but I could also talk to like the screaming thing in our house. Mm. (laughs) It's improved massively. I can honestly say hand in heart. It's so good, like so much better than it was, but we still experience it. But anyway, um, so step one, just choose one thing that's driving you a bit batty. Mm -hmm. Step two, hit us, Steph. Um, so yeah, once you, once you're aware, like, you know, yeah, once you've got your, your screaming, right. Okay. So screaming's really driving you nuts. So then you're going to need to, yeah, like what's say, get really curious about it. Cause generally there is a reason why, like it's normally, mm. 
a need that isn't being met in some way. Um, so, you know, they're screaming. I find often what happens when I'm talking to my clients that it's like when we're having issues with bedtime, it's nearly always that they're not getting like enough one-on-one connection. But I also Mm -hmm. find that we tend to focus so hard on the negative behaviors. Like it's like, don't scream, don't hit your sister, you know, come on, hurry up. We've got to go and brush our teeth or whatever. And we never, we never encourage them to do things that we want them to do. So when they're sitting there nice and quietly or playing really nicely, we'll kind of just go like, I know with my kids, I'm like, oh my God, I don't want to interrupt them because then they're going to ask mm. me to do something. <laughs> yeah. But but the problem with that obviously is that then they see, oh, when I do this particular behavior, that gets attention and I'm not feeling like I'm getting enough attention right now. So I'm just going to start screaming because I know that it gets mom's attention a hundred percent of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I think it's, it is really important that you are sort of considering like, am I spending enough one-on-one time with them? Like, are they potentially tired? Are they hungry? Like, mm. you know, are that they... whole strategy is a really good one to remember as well, because yeah. sometimes it's just those really practical things that get missed. Like if it's too long mm. between snacks and meals, I mean, like that's a huge one for our, my son, especially, um, mm. man, his behavior just explode if he's hungry. So mm. it's like, um, the whole strategy is hungry, angry, lonely, tired. So yeah. go and have a look into that one. That's a good one to kind of go and Google. Um, mm. But just making sure that those three, th- those four things are not contributing to meltdowns, tantrums, big behaviors, or the rest of it. And because yeah. they're so very practical, like you've got very mm. clear things that you can actually do um, yeah. and I feel to like- meet those needs. Yeah. And like by the toddler age, you generally know them. Like, it's not like you're dealing with a newborn mm-hmm. anymore where you're like, oh, I don't know what cue that is. Like, I've got no idea. So like, true. Cause you can get down on their level and be like, Hey dude, you know, it's been a little while since you've eaten. Are you, is your belly a bit hungry? And they'll oh, yes. And it's like, okay, cool. We can yeah, fix yeah. that. No dramas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the other thing um, I think with the step two as well is actually just being really mindful about your contribution to Mm -hmm. the behaviors okay Mm -hmm. so whether it's intentional or it's not it doesn't matter because ultimately we as parents have the power to add to the chaos or to calm it and Mm -hmm. of course you're never going to get it right all of the time sorry not sorry it's just not going to happen um and this isn't like a way for us to be like oh you should feel guilty about this like drop the mum guilt that's not serving you either drop the expectations that you're holding yourself there's no such thing as perfect all that kind of stuff but just Mm -hmm. get really self-aware and mindful of your part that you're playing in the behaviors because quite often parents are the ones contributing to it hundred percent. Yeah. Either by like, yeah, only focusing on the bad stuff or like, you know, if you're in a bad place, if you're in a bad mood, if you're, Mm -hmm. if you're hungry or tired, you know, I think it's really important to note, like, obviously we're not running around like hitting our kids. That's a very developmentally normal thing for young children to do when they get frustrated, Mm -hmm. but they do watch how we re-regulate and they do that as a base. Mm -hmm. So if, you know, if we're not re-regulating very well and we're yelling and we're, you know, cracking the shits all the time like that's what they think they do so like yeah how monkey much see, of it do that's mm-hmm. right and it may not necessarily like they may not yell they may turn around and hit instead because they've seen like an explosion from you so they explode and it's like okay mm-hmm. well you know maybe like I know that that was definitely a real eye-opener for me when I was kind of like oh okay mm-hmm. that might actually be my fault and then you give yourself like a nice big bit of love and compassion and go i get it i i this week on my um 
on my Instagram, just a real, um, I bailed on bath time and mm. I just said to Trav, I was like, no, nah, take it. I just, I actually have no capacity right now. I'm going to lose my mind. And I just thought, oh, do you know what? This is a really great moment just to quickly like share with you guys how like even people who get it, like who get this whole, like I'm a parenting coach, but I'm mm-hmm. still a parent. And I'm still overstimulated, tired, exhausted, depleted, not putting myself first. And I was sitting there on the couch while I could hear, you know, Trav, you know, beautifully bathing the children. It was everything it should have been. <laughs> and I'm going to myself, I'm at this point, like the my children's behavior is actually not the problem. Mm, it's yeah. my reaction to the behavior that's the problem yeah. because I'm not taking care of me. Yeah. And God, that really resonated with so many parents. So that was really, um, it was a good thing to share because I think at the end of the day, like we're, none of us are perfect, but oftentimes the overwhelm and the crap that we feel as parents is, is more about how we're doing in ourselves than actually what our children are doing in their behavior. So that was, um, and it comes, it comes back to that whole, like, you know, oh, I don't have time to look after myself because I've got kids. Like, no, no, you need to make time because this is such a big thing that if you're not looking after yourself, yeah, you're going to have more outbursts. You're not going to be able to handle their emotions. And at the end of the day, like, you know, I mean, my kids are five, four and almost two, like it's not there if they get upset or frustrated or angry that's like you know that's their normal emotions that's okay if I'm losing my shit like I'm 33 years old you know like my brain is fully developed right where like theirs isn't Mm. so I think you know it's it's really easy for people to I see a lot of this like they're like we just don't know where we're going wrong like you know this is all our fault and like we're definitely not saying that like parenting is hard like Quartz said but like yeah you know part of it yes could be <laughs> yeah. So, yeah like if, if, but if i think that's are... also the powerful thing the powerful yeah, right. thing is going hey oh my god okay i'm contributing to this that means that if i shift my children shift, they shift. if i that's change right. they'll follow yeah mm. and yeah. i think so it, it's actually it, a really powerful it, place to be yeah totally it pulls you out of that victimhood as well i think of being like mm. oh you know yeah my kids are always doing this to me and i'm always like they're always mm. you know i don't like yelling at you but you force me to and like that sort of oh, I thing hate those ones yeah, I'm sorry like, for yelling, but yeah, you're a dickhead I'll, and you don't sit down and you don't listen to me. <laughs> I mean, like, listen, there's always a, a, a but there. I'll sort of be like, you know, mm. mate, I'm sorry that I yelled at you. Mummy got a bit frustrated. It's not okay to yell kind of thing. But I think at the same time when we're talking about this, something I've been thinking recently because I've, ta- I've been teaching my children that you can't always, like, sorry doesn't always fix things. And I think mm-hmm. that there's this whole like, oh, well, if I'm losing my shit all the time, it's fine if I just say sorry. Cause like, you know, no. I've apologized yeah. for it. And it's like, no, no, actually like you can't, you can't always you have be, to do the be relying on that. <laughs> yeah. Like you've still got to like get your, your shit under control. Um, mm-hmm. And you should not be apologizing all the time for exploding if you are then yeah I think that that yeah that's probably not not probably your child's problem it's probably yours <laughs> it's probably um, a, a you problem yeah 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 so, so it's I a big it's, one I yeah and, and I feel like yeah like you said it is a very empowering place to like it's it's a scary place when you're sitting there going like holy crap I just don't know how to deal with this and blah 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 like you know oh now and and it's me and now I've got to do this work but like on the other side and I mean you know you're never fully on the other side of it but you know you kind of break through one layer and you're like oh okay this is okay this is a little bit easier now and yeah I can see the difference Mm. that this is having in my children so Mm. that's taken Mm. a little bit of a um little bit of a tangent there (laughs) so let's hit step three shall we um let's do it 
Let's do it. We've got three things. So step three has actually got three things that you might actually be able to try with your little one um, to help curb these behaviors. So number one of step three, number three A, <laughs> is actually to be a little bit more present with your kids um, when they you know, just to be more present. So if you've got siblings that are having issues and they've constantly got beef, you probably need to be there coaching them more than usual. Mm. Previously, if they got on like a bit better and there was not such an issue, you probably didn't need to be as close, but you might actually need to be more present to handle those situations as they arise, depending Mm. on what it is that you've chosen. So they're going to need more coaching and more support. Um, Number two, um so yeah like b yeah 3b we're we're so lost this is a train wreck (laughs) (laughs) if you make it to the end of this and you've actually gotten some tidbits like well done (laughs) we are the chaos we are the chaos oh my god um okay so yeah the next the next step of three three b is to use a lot of language (laughs) and positive feedback (laughs) around asking for help so it doesn't necessarily mean that we'll say sort of like ask you know ask for help say help please like use your words is a big one that i sort of you know every now and again (laughs) um you know they definitely do come out of my mouth sometimes but um and, and that normally happens like that's a that comes from a place of frustration for me like it's just like oh my god will you just talk like you know how to talk oh my god what um but rather you know we want to model things for them so like when you know like my daughter loves a good scream when she's not getting her own way (laughs) almost two-year-old the sweet (laughs) angel um but like, yeah, if you can see that they're getting, because it's become come from a place of frustration or they're annoyed about something, you can get down and be like down to their level, always down to their level and just say, oh, ask for help. Like, do you need help? Help, please. You know, that sort of thing. Um, and, you know, you need when loads you- of repetition with this one 100%. as well, because yes. it's like, you're going to have to do it like a million times before they actually use that with autonomy. At least, at least mm-hmm. it's like, you know, the please and thank yous. Like, mm-hmm. what's the magic word? Like, you know, oh, have mm-hmm. you said thank you for that? Like, yeah. And eventually mm-hmm. they do they do get there. But, you know, when they mm-hmm. do say it on their own without you having to prompt them, that's when you want to jump on it and be like, oh, my God, you did it. Like, you said help. And you, you you know, yeah, you used your words to express your frustration mm-hmm. or to, to tell me what you needed. And, like, well done. That's, so, that's such good communicating. Like, it really, you know, like they've just weed on the toilet for the first time. Like, oh, well you ask for help that's awesome but to them like these little little tiny shaping humans um like it is it is a big deal and and we do need to yeah make sure that like I said earlier we are giving that positive feedback when they're doing things Mm. rather than um just ignoring them when they're being good and and only sort of um being involved when they're you know yeah top tip don't ignore your kids yeah, <laughs> don't, don't do better. it don't do it no. look here and there like and the where, thing- you know we all love hiding yeah. in the pantry you know for five minutes mm-hmm. just like mm-hmm. and then you hear them mommy and you're like oh fuck they found me um <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> but they do and they they learn through that repetition and do, having yeah. that positive specific feedback which is what i love the most yes. is that specific feedback you're telling them mm. exactly what it is that they've done that you loved mm-hmm. so then they know what to re- repeat again 
Exactly. Um, and that feels really good for them. Yeah. Okay, next is 3C. <laughs> Um, you might want to try like a bit of a calm down area um i will never um recommend to my clients to use a bedroom as a calm down space or as a timeout or anything in fact that's that's like a firm no because you want that bedroom to always have a positive association with it you want it to make um you know to be a place that they actually want to go to sleep in as well so if you're using it as a consequence for behaviors that you don't like it's going to backfire on you and a lot of in many many ways so you're actually better to kind of create a bit of a calm down area separate from the room that is um just really quiet now this might work or it might not work or it might mm. not work at this stage but then you try and bring it back when they're a little bit older and you try again okay but you might just put in there some like you know a poster of feelings or emotions um something that i've used over the years even in my classrooms um is like a calm down menu and you can just um create this like on a Google document or whatever, and just find some pictures of things on Google, um, some clip arts, like what do you need that makes you feel calm? And you might put on their music, a, a snack, a drink, some fiddly toys, some a cushion, a cuddle, uh, all those kinds of things. You just have all those pictures on there and then you've got that sitting there available to them when they're feeling really frustrated or angry or whatever. And you go, what do you need? Come and choose something. Because when you've got a visual there, it just breaks that barrier, okay? Because our kids, our language shuts off when we're angry and we lose mm. our minds. So if you've got images there or visuals there, that's going to really help your kids. Um, I have got a basket like of fidgety toys and we tend to bring those out when we're just needing everybody just to calm down. Yeah. Um, and that only comes out when when people are upset. So that's not a free-for-all on that item at all um, yeah. because I don't want them it's that whole satiation deprivation thing if they've got something available to them all the time it's going to really lose its sparkle and its appeal mm. but if they don't if it's if it's the whole satiation side of things where they uh, sorry the deprivation side of things where they don't have things very much it still has a bit of magic about it okay mm. but ultimately we're wanting to try and help them come back down to earth and really settle their nervous systems when we're using this kind of space and it's not always um it's not always going to be a great um tool i suppose mm. to use but you might kind of dip in and out of it through childhood when you find that there's a need for that a space that they need to be able to go and calm you might I have think, some cushions um, in there as well like yeah cushions yeah scream into yeah. a cushion yeah i think on that as well it's really important to note like whether or not your child is the type of child that prefers their space. Um, mm. We've found like, you know, you'll always get like, go away. I don't want you here. Uh -huh. I hate you. Like, you know, we cop that a lot from our four-year-old, but our five-year-old mm. is the type of child where if we are in there with him, when he's like trying to calm down, he will mm -hmm. be worse a lot of the time if we're like trying to get right mm -hmm. up in his grill and be like, it's okay, I'm here, I'll give you a cuddle. He's like, get away from me. And I'm much the mm -hmm. same. Like if I'm upset or I'm angry, I just want to be on my own. So mm -hmm. please don't believe the internet when it tells you mm -hmm. that like you must be present there like or you must be with them like normally what we'll do with the mm -hmm. five-year-old is I'll ask him like, would you like me to stay or would you like me to go? Um mm -hmm. 
and then he's got the choice. And if he mm, says, I like, so I want to be on my own, then I'll be like, okay, no problems, but I'm just going to like close the door for you so that your brother and sister don't come in. And I'm going to come and check on you in a couple of minutes. And then I'll just sort of like come in and out, mm. you know, just like, how you doing mm. there, bud? Do you need me yet? And he's like, no, I'm like, okay, cool. Um, the, th- mm. the four-year-old. Yeah. Don't force yourself. No, 100%. You don't need to yeah. force yourself into this. Well, the whole um, time in, time in, time in, time in. Yeah. And yes, there's a place for it. And yes, there's a child for it. And yes, there's mm. probably days where that would work. But it's you never, ever force yourself into your child's space. You make yourself available, yeah. but you do it. And and my little man is the very much the same. He's, oh, mm. my God. And I know that you want me to go away, mm. but I'm more like, I'm going to give you some space but I'm going to come back and I'm going to check on you. And he de-escalates a lot quicker when you're not trying to fix it. Yeah. And like solve it all the time. Yeah, totally. All right. Step um, four. Yeah. Last step. We made it. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> making sure that when you are implementing change, guys, like you give it time and practice Mm. before deciding like it's not working so again like with my sleep clients I'll Mm -hmm. always say we want to give it like at least three to seven days before we give it up as a bad job like at least because sometimes you know you might try something like this new this new intervention or whatever you might try it 10 20 30 times and see absolutely nothing and then on the 31st Mm. time you're like oh my god it worked like you know, whoa, okay. So yeah, like it's, it, it is really important to, to remember that our little one's brains learn through repetition. Sometimes they just mm-hmm. need to do things over and over and over and over again for it to stick. Speaking of, um, what do you want to take <laughs> over there for a second? <laughs> Kids. <laughs> Yeah, so you do. You need to be focusing on that repetition. Um, your kids are going to learn through your consistent um responses and if you're constantly chopping and changing your mind and this time you've got a problem with them kicking but the next time you don't have a problem with them kicking their little brains can't make sense of of any of it so the more consistent that you can be while you're trying to create that change the more you're going to be able to reflect on it and go oh actually this is working or oh shit this isn't quite the right fit it's making things a little bit more wonky then then you go back to the drawing board right And like, that's not to say keep going if like an intervention that you're using is like making your child worse. Like, you know, you're trying Mm -hmm. time ins and they are screaming their heads off. Like Mm -hmm. I'd probably say like that that's a fairly good indication that that particular thing Mm -hmm. is not working. But, Mm -hmm. um, you know, if it's, you know, if it's, if it's changed, like it's, it's really important to remember that change doesn't happen overnight it does take a lot of time and change is uncomfortable like even for adults Mm. it is uncomfortable to make changes there's a Mm. whole hormone process in the brain which we might even do another episode on but um like you know we're gonna feel uncomfortable they're gonna feel uncomfortable it's really important that you are not defaulting back to what is comfortable um and comfortable Mm. doesn't necessarily mean comfortable in the sense of the word it may just mean that it's what you know and it's really easy mm-hmm. to revert back to that. So when we are changing patterns and changing behaviors and changing habits, it's important that you are, you're very self-aware of that. You're going into it, knowing what you're doing. And mm-hmm. you are um, also giving your little one space to, to hate it a little bit. 
like that's okay yeah and then never kids are never ever going to be impressed with their parents when they're putting a boundary in place where there wasn't one previously it will always get worse before it gets better it's the same stuff with sleep you know it always tends to get like worse before it actually gets better but you have to give it time and the thing is is that like we live and i will say it like a million times but we live in a time where help is everywhere and you mm. just have to find something that um, feels good for you and mm-hmm. go and seek support because there are so many people that are willing and able to support you and can see your blind spots, bring awareness to them. Um, mm. And then that can literally shift everything in your home. Um, Absolutely. Specifically with yeah, parenting as well. So mm. don't feel like you have to do it alone. You're not actually meant to know all the, all the answers. You know and I, I mean? find like, that like, it's going to take way longer if you try to do this stuff on your own. Like, yeah, you know, your child, nobody's taking away from that, but you know, people like us. But you bring that to that. Yeah, exactly. You bring your knowledge of your child to that, that conversation, that dialogue. And if, and if you are reaching out to somebody and they are, you know, forcing you to, or saying like, you know, no, they're not going to respond to that or sort of, you know, making you feel like you don't know your child run for the hills. Mm run for the hills because a good coach is going to work alongside you you know your child they know their shit and you kind of put it together Mm -hmm. and you you know create a plan but it's going to be a lot quicker you're going to be able to get on top of these behaviors much much quicker if you are working with someone who knows what they're talking about and who isn't in the situation Mm because like you can't see the wood for the trees oh god no like yeah with my kids sleep I'm constantly like I don't know what I'm doing am I doing this wrong like even Courtney will message us sometimes and be like oh my god the kids are doing this and I just don't really 100% know what I'm doing and it's like yeah you do like sometimes you just kind of need to just stop and just kind of take yourself yeah yeah it's real easy to not have perspective on your own life that's for sure 100% especially when it's emotional it's your child and it's all Mm -hmm. the time like it's relentless so Mm. please don't feel like you're being weak or anything like that if you just can't work it out on your own um yeah there's so much help out there so much beautiful well i can't believe we actually made it to the end of this i know me either (laughs) well done us (laughs) go us i feel so accomplished um wicked guys uh we have got next week um a beautiful friend of mine who is going to be chatting about gratitude and then after that is our final um episode for this season and we have got a Q&A so if you have got any questions that you want to have answered on our podcast feel free just to DM any of us or DM us on um, at feelgoodparenthood underscore on Instagram and chuck your questions at us and we will be kind of pretty much just drawing them out of a hat I reckon we'll bring a hat BYO hat (laughs) and we'll answer them but I'm really looking forward to that that's going to be a really great way to wrap up awesome have a fabulous weekend ahead everybody we will see you next time we hope this episode has encouraged the shit out of you if you have loved it as much as we've loved recording it then rate our show screenshot share and tag us and you can find us at feelgoodparenthood underscore on instagram see you next time